Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now is Glenn Lundy. Glenn, you are the CEO of the 800% Club, and you're found on the web at glennlundy.com. So, Glenn, every weekday morning at 5.30 a.m., you host a live stream, and you've, you've got a great following, a great audience, uh, and you have been doing this now for how many episodes? Uh, 723 as of this morning. 723. So, you know, I get people who are like, Josh, how do you do a daily podcast? Well, listen, there's always going to be someone <laughs> that's going to show up <laughs> and like, Josh, what are you doing? Strolling out of bed at 8 a.m. And I've already been doing my live stream for the day every single day. Uh, I would imagine, Glenn, okay, let me, so let me ask you kind of the evolution of that. Because when you started it, of course, you know, like you start anything, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to commit to doing this. And you show up and yet maybe two people or right. one person kind of be bopping in and out like, okay, right. well, I'm just going to keep one on talking zero, One zero, one zero, one <laughs> zero. <laughs> That's so disheartening. I'm like, well, apparently this wasn't good enough for him. When you see <laughs> it, just kind of blip in, check it out. Like, nah. <laughs> right, right. Totally, man. Totally. Wow. So how does someone, uh, first off, let's, you know, about the, the, the live stream, we'll get into what you do and any kind of background and all that, but how does someone access this live stream? Cause this is a great resource. You know, I think that there's a lot of people, you know, that, um, could really use that, um, you know, especially a time like that, you know, just perk me up, get me motivated for the day. And it seems like that's, that's, you focus a lot on that. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. Motivation, education, and inspiration. Uh, first thing in the morning, 5.30 a.m. Eastern time. We also run it again at 5.30 a.m. Pacific time. And you can watch it at uh, Official Glenn Lundy on Facebook is where it goes live. And then we also have a group, the Hashtag Rise and Grind group on Facebook, which has over 30,000 members. And we go live in that one at 5.30 a.m. Pacific time. So mm -hmm. you can watch it uh, either either place. And we'd love to have you. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you get out of that? Man, it's... Uh, completely transformed my entire in my entire life right like what what a lot of people don't understand is when you make an an early morning commitment it now changes your decisions you make the night before it transforms the dynamics of my family uh and 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 so really what i've gotten out of it is some incredible discipline no matter where I am in the country, no matter what time zone I'm in, no matter what's going on, I always have this Monday through Friday, uh, you know, thing that, that I, you know, commitment doesn't care how you feel. Commitment doesn't care if you're tired. Commitment doesn't care if you feel sick. Commitment doesn't care if you're in a time zone where it's 2.30 in the morning. Commitment is like, you got to show up. And so it's yeah. transformed my life. As far as what do I get out of it? Pure joy, man. 
pure joy. I've been able to connect with people all around the world and watch people's lives be transformed uh, through this show, man. What God has done with it is just truly, truly special and truly special. So I get pure joy out of it. Every once in a while, I get uh, a groggy morning out of it, but uh, (laughs) but, uh, pure joy. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's... um, you know, I, there were, I can think of a few goals of mine and you're absolutely right on that principle. Like, so, um, when I train or when, when I committed to my first marathon and I, I paid, you know, I paid the registration fee and I said, okay, you know, three and a half, four months from now, I'm running a marathon. And Glenn at the time, like, I mean, I could, I, when I started a couple, well, I, I, I start, I had started a few months prior to that. And like, my big goal was just be able to run around the block, you know, without getting too pained. And I got that. And then I was like, okay, well now I'm going to run to the back of, you know, our big neighborhood and back, which was like or subdivision or whatever. It's like four and a half miles and to be able to do so without stopping. But Mm. so when you commit to something like, I'm just going to listen I'm going to show up every morning, right? And and now you've got that accountability that's built in. Like I'm not going to be that guy that is uh, in in. So I ran my first marathon, the Disney marathon. And what happens is if you don't make pace, there's a bus. And oh, wow! It, yeah, it comes in, and it's like if if you don't if you don't you know because they got to open up the parks and all that other right. stuff. So they got to you're either in or you're you know. Out. But yeah, it, it's the goofy bus. And that was just like my biggest thing is like, I am not going to get picked up by the bus. I'm going to finish this marathon. Um, So when you do a marathon, like you just, you have to do the training and you have to put in the miles. Otherwise, you're just not going to be able to build up the capacity uh, to to be able to do that. So I I love that. Or, you know, committing to, hey, uh, you know, social media is so beautiful for this, for getting instant accountability. Uh, you know, just like reaching out to a group of people and just say, hey, you know, uh, this is what I'm committed to. Like, I, I know for my personality type, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not show up, right? I don't want right. to be that guy. Like, yeah. I'm either not going to commit commit to it and say it, or if I do it, like, I got no choice. I'm just, That's right. just not going to fall back on my word that way. Yeah, I'm 100% with you, man. Like, and 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 as you get further into it, it's even more you know, solidified. So there's, yeah. there's been, there's been times where I've had technical difficulties or um, I think over the the three years, there's been, you know, five, maybe six times where I slept in or slept through or whatever, you know? And yeah. uh, whenever that happens, dude, like I get blown up, man. The messages are there. Like, are you okay? Do we need to send out the, <laughs> you know, police? Are you alive? What's going on? I'm like, it's all right, man. It's okay. And so it's, it's really intense, the accountability, um, you know, and, and I don't want to say pressure because pressure can be, be, mm-hmm. be seen as a negative thing. Uh, but it's definitely, you know, there's a responsibility that you have once you start uh, interfering, I should say with, uh, you know, with people's lives and their routines and their systems, and they start to count on you. And when they're counting on you, man, there's nothing worse than letting, letting people down. You never know. I had one show that I did. I did a show and on my show, I always say good morning to the people that are watching the show as many as I can. You know, typically there's a lot of people watching and I had one show where I went in, I did my thing 
and after the show, I had somebody message me and tell me that they were in a different time zone. So it was 2.30 at night, their time. They were sitting in a car with a gun about to kill themselves. They went onto Facebook so that they could leave their last goodbye message on Facebook. And when they went on, my show popped up in their stream. They clicked on it and I said his name. I said his name. And when I said his name, it shifted something in him to where he felt seen. Prior to that, he had felt invisible. And so he's thriving now. He has a daughter that he's taking care of and and all of those things. And so I think about that all the time. I'm like, man, if I don't show up, who's counting, you know, how is that going to impact somebody else's life Mm -hmm. if I don't do the things that I say that I'm going to do? So I hold myself to that accord. I really believe that we're all interweaved and intertwined and we're all connected. And it's really important that we uh, hold on to our commitment so that God can use that to impact other people. Yeah. You know, even using that principle just in our regular business or our regular jobs, you know, thinking about, you know, rather than focus on the profit, rather than focus on the money, you know, you know, if when you wake up, you think about, listen, if I don't act, what are the consequences of that? And it might be something as simple as, you know, I may have a future potential client that would go out of business or stagnate or make a bad decision and hire somebody else that would be incredibly expensive and they'd lose all this money. So that can be very motivating to think about, you know, our mission, our purpose, our values, like what, who are we here to serve? And I I feel like in business, man, it's so much easier to, uh, to keep showing up when that's what's in our heart, as opposed to, I got to make more money. Because you're going to get every business owner, as you stay in the game, you you do the right stuff, you're going to get to a point where your bills are good. Like you're, you got, you're you're taken care of. And if all you had leading up to that point was just acquisition of money, it's going to, you're going to, it's a, it's like a bucket of cold water over your head when you get yeah, to the yeah. point where like, you don't really necessarily need the money anymore. Um, so I, my suggestion is shift Glenda, like where, where your heart is right now, like, man, that, that'll get you going more than anything in my opinion. Heck yeah, man. I agree. I have a, I have a dear friend named Danelle Delgado and Danelle's famous quote. She's most well known for saying who loses if I don't win. Right. Mm. And, and that is a question I ask myself, uh, you know, daily when, when I don't feel like doing it, when I don't feel like, uh, putting in the work, when I, you know, all those, all those times when you, when you start to have self doubt, um, all that creeps in, or maybe there's a failure. Maybe there's people that are, are, uh, telling, you, no, you feel like there's obstacles in your way, right? That's a great time to say, okay, wait a minute, who loses if I don't win? And when I ask myself that question now with the season that I am in my life, dude, it's a lot. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that lose if I, you know, if I don't win. So I'm continually trying to just build and, and, and become better and be a student and learn and grow so that I can win so that ultimately I can make an impact on other people's lives, man. That's what it's all about. Between 2011 and 2018, so for nearly eight years, you're the general manager of Dan Cummins Chevrolet Buick. <laughs> yes, and uh, explain kind of what that 
journey was like in, in that role? Because clearly that propelled you to who you are and what you do today. Like you had the ability to write, I mean, really create something great there, uh, I, I would imagine. Yeah, no doubt, man. It was, uh, it was incredible. So I was in the car business for two different seasons. I had one season where I was in the car business and I got my teeth kicked in every day <laughs> and I worked all the hours and my life outside of work was miserable and we never really experienced any type of growth. Um, and I did that for a long time. I did that for a little over seven years and I hated the car business, yeah. man. Dude, Josh, I hated it. I yeah. absolutely hated it. And so I got out for a little while uh, and then I met my wife, you know, my now wife. And the only thing I really knew how to do was sell cars. And so I had to get, you know, a big boy job. And so I went back into the car business, but my intention and focus was, okay, if I'm going to be in this industry, I am going to make an impact in this industry. We're going to shift some things up. So I wrote down a list of all of the things that I hated as an employee in the car business and all of the things that I knew consumers hated about the car business. And my mission was to go in, get into a position of influence and power so that I could change those things so that we could a hundred, do it 180 degree different, uh, you know, way than it'd been done for generations and generations. So great opportunity. I landed in a store with a very forward thinking, very intelligent, very, uh, just a great guy that owned the dealership. He was an incredible leader and he gave me opportunities and flexibility and, uh, a window to be creative and to try new things. And so because of that, we were able to take this store that had been in business 50 years selling 120 cars a month, uh, mom and pop type store, third generation owner, small town, only 9,600 people in the town. And we were able to grow that dealership 800% in just mm -hmm. under six years to where ultimately we sold 1,043 cars in 27 business days in March of 2018, making us the second largest used car franchise dealership in the country. So along the way, our staff went from 40 people to 300. Uh, and we started, you know, the industry paid attention. The industry is like, how did, how did these guys grow so fast? Yeah. Um, I started live streaming our Saturday morning sales meetings. I started sharing uh, our different, you know, the way that we were handling um, our employees and our customers and speaking on stages and all of these different things. And so, um, you know, by doing that, really, we have been able to make a massive impact on the industry to shift it in a lot of ways. And now that's what I'm continuing to do, but in a different format. I left uh, that particular store simply because I felt like that season was over. There was more for me to do and I couldn't do it while I was in those four walls. So now I'm working with dealerships all across the country, helping them change the mindset, the thought process, the way that we do business and ultimately making a larger impact on the industry yeah. that I hope to continue uh, doing moving forward. You know, I mentioned before we started recording my background for 13 plus years, 13, getting 14 years of studied and led consumer behavior. And, and Glenn, I mean, I could just tell you from the outside, it's a completely different world today than it was 13, 14 years ago in the automotive industry. Um, in my opinion, the automotive industry 13, 14 years ago was, it was pain for me because sure. 
it was used car, you know, to, you know, it's like, there's still that stigma, right? It's like, so what do we got to do to get you into this baby today? And it's like, um, uh, what's his name from Fargo, right? Jerry Lundegaard. Well, you know, but that true coat and I got to go talk to the manager and, you know, just like all the stuff and like, to, like maybe that, well, obviously that worked back in sure. the day, but I think you know, today consumers have never been more skeptical. Consumers have been never been more empowered um, with the data and the information. So I, I just think that consumers are generally more sophisticated. My guess is that you know is that you would probably side with the notion that authenticity rules the day today. Um, you just have to be just very authentic, honest, and transparent with people, and 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 serve your client serve the the consumer and and put their best needs you know uh, uh, ahead of your own but i'm just guessing i don't know <laughs> i mean that yeah. it seems to follow your pattern but but i'll let you explain what is working today on the sales side of the automotive industry well i i think actually josh will it 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 goes one step further so the automotive industry of the past was very geographic right? If you could buy a store in a certain point with a certain population, um, people weren't going to travel. They didn't even know of other dealerships. And so therefore the bar was very low. Your service didn't have to be anything. Just, Just because of where you were located, you would sell cars. Then came the internet. Then came this ability for people to buy things from, you know, to do research all across the country and location got thrown out the window. And so, yes, we have to serve the customer better, but really it's, the, it's, a, it's a level above that. What we have to shift in this industry is how we handle our, our employees. That's step one. So mm-hmm. car business of old, you just hired whatever guy lived down the street that yeah. was you know, close enough to the dealership to make it to work on time. Um, and, and you didn't have to train them that well because people were going to come buy cars from you no matter what. Now it's different. Now we need to have trained professionals. Now we realize that people deserve to have a good life outside of the building. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be in there 70 hours a week anymore. Right. Technology has advanced. There's a better way of doing business. So when we start with the employees, if we shift the mindset to how do we nurture our employees? How do we train our employees? How do we motivate our employees? How do we inspire our employees? How do we extract greatness out of our employees? Then what ends up happening is those employees become better humans. Better humans serve customers better, right? People like to buy from people they like. So mm-hmm. when we when we have better humans in the building, it attracts more customers to that particular experience, which ultimately that's how you end up making more profits, right? More customers, more profits. So that's really been the shift uh, is, is changing the mindset of how we look at the frontline personnel that is actually interacting and spending time with our consumers to create a better overall experience. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I love that. Uh, and, and that always was my observation previously from a, an operations or management standpoint is that, you know, if you were in the car sales uh, business, you were, you were working 70 hours a week and there was this intense pressure that, 
hey, if I'm not on the lot, you know, I might have someone drive by and bam, I, you know, I could miss my, you know, my commission for the week, you know, sure. as a result of not being there in that moment. It's a lot of pressure. So then, you know, then you just have like, you just always have to be on because you never know. And right. so then you spend all your time with just what, sitting at the desk and just like, uh, I don't know, there's got to be downtime in, in that sort of situation. Sure. Sure. There, there used to be, there used to be a lot of downtime and, mm. and a lot of wasted time. Yeah. Uh, now things are getting a lot more efficient, right? We can, we can interact with consumers now via video, via Zoom, via, uh, we can interact with a customer that's three hours away, that's five hours away, that's all the way across the country. And so using technology, we can now schedule appointments, we can have cars prepped and ready, we can shrink the overall time that it takes to do a transaction. We can do all of those things, which creates that what was wasted space is mm. now space and time that can be used to make sure that a, a somebody selling cars makes it to his son's ball game on on Thursday night, right? Or somebody that's uh, you know sell, selling cars can make it to the dance recital uh, that 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 they're having our gymnastics retreat on Saturday and not have the pressure and the guilt and the worry that they're missing out, right? There, there's, there's just so many more opportunities now to create fruitful environments to where we can start to eradicate that negative stigma that's associated with the car business. Yeah. You know, the reason it was filled with a bunch of Red Bull drinking, cigarette <laughs> smoking, uh, fast food eating, you know, slimy sleazeballs is because those were the only ones who didn't give a dang about yeah. their families or didn't give a dang that they were in the dealership from eight in the morning until 10 at night, you know, Monday through Sunday. They didn't, they didn't care, but that, that's not, that's not how you attract real good, solid, amazing humans. Good, solid, amazing humans have a well-rounded lifestyle. They care about their kids. They support their wives. They, yeah. uh, they give back to their communities. Those are the types of things. And so I'm just trying to help our industry. You know, I, my, my vision, my dream, my big dream, big vision is at some point down the road, I want to see like middle school kids that are, are going into high school, you know, hoping to get the, the tools and, and education that they need so that they can go out there and be in the car business, right? Mm -hmm. Like you see them wanting to be pilots. You see them wanting to be firefighters. You see them wanting to be police officers. Like I want us to be respected because there really is incredible opportunity in this business. You can, I, I call it no down payment required. You can walk in with not having two nickels to run together and you can create an incredible lifestyle, an incredible lifestyle in this yeah. industry. So I love it, man. All right. So on Facebook, official Glenn Lundy, that's Glenn with two N's. Your website, Glenn is Glenn Lundy.com. And there, you know, anyone in the automotive industry, hit up this guy. I mean, I, I mean, if you want an 800% increase, uh, then, then Glenn Lundy is your guy. So Glenn, this has been great. Anything that we missed? No, man. I think that this has been uh, awesome. I've really enjoyed you sharing your space and time with me. I know how valuable that is. So appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Glenn Lundy, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.